Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Clicking Balls. This is an AFL podcast. My name is Heath, and we're doing our 2020 season preview for the Fremantle Dockers. So before we get into the, our predictions for 2020, we'll have a quick look back at what happened last year with them. Uh, Frio finished 13th on nine wins and obviously lost their coach. So uh, 13th, nine wins, pass or fail for Frio where you expected? Uh, it's low. It's got to be. Yeah, I wouldn't say it's a complete fail, but it's... Oh, like a if fails fifty percent, they're probably on sixty five. I feel like I don't mean I don't know where I predicted in the finish at the start of last yeah. year, so I'm just gonna you know say that that could actually be roughly about roughly where about we where thought they would be. Gonna be. Yeah, yeah, obviously not where they thought they were going to be though. Yeah, um, yep. hence why they no longer have uh, Ross Lyon as a coach. Mm. I mean. We may as well start there in the, in the lows for Fremantle rather than the highs. Um, Ross, um, I think, was he there eight, nine years? Yeah, and yeah, about that. You, you do got to respect that it was a club that was had zero success before he came along. You know, I think yep. they'd played finals two, three years, and that's about it. Um, took him to a, a minor premiership in a grand final mm. um, through his style of play. Um, and that's probably what Frio needed. They needed a taste of success. Yep. Well, apparently not, because... After that year, he's like, yeah, it needs a little bit of a tweak, our game plan. And yeah. that tweak, yeah, I wish you could take that one back because that was not a good following year. Well, I'm going to say they went from minor premiers to, I think, fourth last or, yep. or thereabouts. Um, it, it turns out, you know, your system is good if you've got 18 people that are absolutely religiously following it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I've, I think we've said many times, and not generally a fan of the way he coaches football, but. Mine was more the recruiting side of things. I feel like they took too many gambles yeah. instead of having a lot of safe bets. Uh, and I think they're almost a victim of being Western Australian where they get so many players that want to come home yeah. and they're like, it's too good to say no, but it doesn't fit the game plan they're trying to do. Yeah. Uh, so you, Fremantle used to be a bit of a joke when it came to the trade table, you know, with some of the yeah. things that they've done over they the years. They were the Gold Coast, and, weren't they? Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. And it's, you know, the, um, they passed up um, Andy McLeod. Um, yep. They gave Peter Bell away for nothing. Yeah, you know, uh, and then paid him to come back. And got him back. You know, uh, Trent Crowed for two years for Luke Hodge, essentially. Yeah, you know, but I think that they've Gumbleton went there as well. Oh no, hang on, Kepler go? Bradley. Ah, Bradley, that's yeah. right. Yeah, yep. which is which is funny. Yeah. Um, but I feel like that has turned around recently. You know, the yeah. the deal to get uh, Lockie Lockie Weller. Over to Gold yep. Coast a couple of years ago, you know yep. they got pick two or pick three for him. That was brilliant, um, and their uh, trade night this year, or you know in twenty twenty leading up to it, yeah. um, w- was brilliant. 
Um, but what are the lows did you have for season 2019 for Frio? Um, I kind of want to say with the team they had, and especially the forward line they recruited, to only have, I think it was uh, 300 point plus games. Yeah, they've always struggled to score. Yeah, their the mm. biggest score was round one against North, where they scored 141 on the board. Um, it's a big fucking score. It's a big fucking score. That's that. If uh, you're a Freo supporter and you saw that round one, you'd be pretty fucking stoked. You'd yeah. be expecting big things. That's usually three weeks to get that many. Yeah, but um, they only got another couple, I think. One against Port, when um, and in the return leg, put, put a fucking hurting on them um, and scored 110 to 67. In, in their game, they got 120, I think. Yeah. Um, and they managed to just eke out 100 against one of the lower-ranked teams. Um, no, sorry, they just eked out 100 against Port. And then Port put it on in the return leg. In recent, um, they got 106 against the Giants, which is probably their best win. Yeah. In recent times, have they been like a notoriously high-scoring team? I can't Never. remember off the top of my head. Never. Yeah. No, sure. they had Ross Lyon as a coach. Of course. Yeah. yeah. But having you know the forward line they do have now, they should be high-scoring. Well, and part of that I think was one of their lows is you know the uh, Jesse Hogan getting over there and uh, you know brought injuries with him. Yeah. didn't play as many games as they would have really liked yeah. uh, even though he, he might not always be a key forward and I'd be interested to hear what the story behind that is because obviously <clears throat> some personal issues some deaths and some <laughs> death scares for himself yeah um, and some party, of, party of, issues yeah some party issues um, a lot of things to, to deal with as a you know a young adult um, so yeah it's I don't know I, I feel like I don't want to be too harsh of a judge because well, I, I mean but it's not just him that's yeah. the problem there's also Ken McCarthy yeah, who, that's true. Um, played a lot of games this year, but yeah. did, did struggle for form at times. And, and he sat out a year just to get across there, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But with guys like uh, you know Walters, Brayshaw, Hill, um, at the drop of the ball, and obviously Fife as well, mm. they should be piling on scores. Yeah, it should be bigger scores. But they've got yeah. some very talented talls and yeah. some very talented smalls. Ballantyne as well, he can be a sneaky little shit. Yeah, I think for me the most disappointing part was I didn't see one player actually give Reese Conker a cuddle. <laughs> really disappointing Poor to see. Um, I heard their other lows is uh, Gold Coast only won three games of the year and one of them was against uh, Frio. Yeah. Um, you're right, Josh. I mean, after uh, their biggest score for probably you know, since Ross Lyon was there in round one, they go out and lose to Gold Coast in round two. Yeah. Um, and also, uh, any game against West Coast is always going to be uh, under the microscope to lose by 91 points. Yeah. Well, the, the first one, they did all right. I yeah. think they pushed them up they in pushed the fourth them. quarter. But, I mean, yeah. they're going against the reigning Premier. Everyone expects West Coast to win. They challenged them. Yeah, but round 16. Oh, 91. That's a big loss. Uh, they're, they're in it for the first quarter, and then just... No. <laughs> no. But you kick 219. Yeah. Um, I, I I can't explain how you kick 219 when the other team kicks 19-8. Yeah. Like, if, if it's windy conditions, then both teams should be... Uh, I've got a feeling it was a little bit wet that second one, but yeah. it doesn't matter. It's but, not two nineteen yeah. wet. Then you adjust to the game. Yeah. I mean, it's not as though they're like a, an Essendon where they play a bunch of games under a roof. Yeah, uh, they're playing the same fucking ovals. Um, okay, so we started on the lows uh, with Frio. Where are the high points for them? And there's one glaringly obvious, and they've got the Brownlow medalist uh, picking up his second award. Um, an interesting one. I mean, not that he's. <laughs> If you're throwing up the who's the best three players in the competition, and I mean he's in there, whichever order you put them in, yeah, it, you're not wrong. But um, uh, he, he's an absolute freak of an athlete. And they resigned him last year, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's signed on forever. Yeah, so, he, he's not going nowhere. I mean, look, he's such a super talent. If he said, "Oh, look, I want to move out of Frio," you'd have every AFL yeah, team, yeah. Uh, a bunch of 
NBL teams and probably even an NBA team you, having a crack at him. You literally couldn't put draft picks together to, to get him out. Mm. Uh, the, the, I mean, if you offer our next three <laughs> round one picks, no one's going to say yes. It's not enough. Should um, He did poll a lot of votes too in losing sides. I think he had, uh, I'm going to say, four or five best on grounds in a losing side. And I don't think that's ever happened before. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying that you know that's umpires just look at one player, but it does say that you're sort of you're the only one pushing the barrow, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And also, I feel like umpires. Maybe get a bit lazy towards the end, yeah, of, the, yeah, end of the match yeah. where they're like, fuck, I wasn't paying attention. He was doing the best job. I was concentrating on my job. Well, I think that does happen too, to a degree. Like Gary Ablett, um, yeah, he won the latest one at uh, Gold Coast. Yeah. I think it's well, one of those ones where you give him three votes, you, you're never going to be told you're wrong. You're not wrong. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, mind you, I think Fife had a fantastic season. Oh, of course he did. Yeah. 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 No one right, suggested totally that, it, yeah. that uh, He's a contested possession magnet. He probably doesn't get enough credit for that. Uh, well... Depending on who you ask, if you ask a Fremantle supporter, yeah. then uh, they they will never stop telling you about it. But um, uh, th- it's so fucking rare you get a bloke like him who can play inside, outside, and just be so clean. Oh, he's got a great leap too. Um, uh, he's got a couple of taps every what, couple of games. What I do love though is, is some of the um, uh, talk around Fife is like, oh, if you play for a Melbourne side, he'd be considered. You know, he goes under the radar. I'm like. Everyone thinks he's the best player in the league. Yeah, I'm yeah. not sure a Brandlin medalist goes under the radar. What more could there be? Like, Statues. <laughs> do we need to put a statue up? <laughs> anyway, um, I, I thought uh, Walters was brilliant as well. I think there was two mm. weeks in a row where he kicked the winner or kicked the sealer. Um, absolute clutch player. And uh, especially when the game was on the line, everyone looked, where's Walters? What's he going to do? Mm. Um, to have that kind of uh, trust from your teammates and expectations, it just speaks to the talent that he's had. He's yeah. been my smoky for an All-Australian for the last four years, I think, and he hasn't quite got there yet, but uh, he's shown that he's certainly got the uh, the talent yeah. for it. And I think with not enough runs on the board with the team, it's tough to pick too many of them in a, an All-Australian squad. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, but uh, he, he was uh, absolutely brilliant, um, including sinking Collingwood. I mean, mm. how can you not love him? That always... Get your, yeah, into the fans' yeah. hearts. Well, he, he played 22 games last year too, which is the first time he strung... Um, a whole season together. Oh, in a little while, since 2015. But it's great to see a player like him healthy. Yep. Um, mm. I uh, mean, uh, Eddie Betts is the, the one that gets all the plaudits, but Walters is more reliable. Uh, he's, um, he's younger too, obviously. Yep. You know, he's just coming to his prime now, so you've got plenty more um, uh, games to come from him. Mm. Um, and I, the other highlight, I think we've already covered, was round one. You know, putting 140 on the board is certainly um, not the free A that we expect. Yeah. Um, and their work on trade night was unbelievable. To, uh, I mean, they had high picks, and they managed to finagle their way into getting three in the first ten. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, they had academy picks as well, but they still did it. But they're not playing finals anytime soon. Exactly, and they were going to lose the talent regardless. Yeah. So, you know, uh, you make the best of uh, what's been dished out to you. Yeah, I think that's better than trying to pick up ready-made players like they have done. Yep. Uh, You end up overpaying for guys like Hogan. Um, Yeah. If if it turns out, then it's a genius move. But I, I just don't see Hogan as the player they need there. Oh, and I mean, he's a talented player, don't get me yeah, wrong. Yeah, but he, he comes with baggage. You, yeah. you know he's got injuries. His foot hasn't been right for two or three years. Fully fit, playing 22 games a season, he's an absolute freak. Yeah. You know, he is not a, a stay-at-home full forward. You can play him up yeah. on the wing. And got a bit of mongrel about him as well. He does. He's going there and, yeah. I've seen that video. Um, probably, the, <laughs> probably the pressure that got to it as well, because the free supporters got pretty excited about that. Uh, yeah. As far as they're concerned, he was a lock for all Australian. Yeah, it was top it up. Yeah, yeah as it is... 
do you put him in the top five forwards? Oh, well, you can't play yet. You know, I mean, we haven't know, seen enough from him. Even if he's healthy at the moment. Oh, if he's healthy, he can be anything. He yeah, really, oh, really can, can be. Yeah. Um, all right, so let's have a look at their list changes um, over the off season. They've had a little bit of a clean out here. Uh, we've already talked about Ross Lyon, so we can leave that one. Yeah. Uh, Ballantyne and Sanderlands uh, both called time. Um, great pitches, obviously, with uh, Ballantyne riding on Sanderlands' shoulders, yeah. uh, walking off the ground. Um, Ballantyne was the the poster child for the player that everyone loves to hate. Um, yep. I'll never forget him sucking in. Uh, uh, Matty Scarlett getting him to punch him in the face and yeah. you're like it's exactly what he wants you to do and you did it yep. um, he he had a role in that side and he did it perfectly for uh, the best part of uh, 15 years yeah. was he for 15 years Oh, I, I, I'm picking a number out of it I don't know yeah. exactly but it would be close to it he's got the only person who can live in Western Australia for that long and not get a tan like, <laughs> not a scary of a tan because he's a vampire everyone knows that he's Eddie Munster yeah, yeah. Um, and then uh, Sanderlands um, it's fair to say <laughs> Change the way ruck work happens. Yep, um, yep. Uh, Step one, be tall. Be seven foot tall. Um, when we talk about you know the, the greatest players of Fremantle's history, like, um, there's a lot of argument going on now with, you know, it's obviously Pavlich and Fife, and you know, Fife which one's one. better? No, Fife. 100%. I'm the same. I think how many Brownlows does yeah. Fife need before he overtakes Pavlich? Yeah. I tell you what, Sandlands is forgotten in that conversation. For sure. Um, not many people have dominated their position for as long as he did. Yeah. Um, seven foot one and played yeah. what two hundred and forty games, yeah. two hundred and fifty yeah. games. It was the point where, as opposition, you just give up the ruck. Yeah, but how heavy is he too? Because they had Spider Burton years back. Yeah. Yeah. I reckon I outweigh him. I reckon Sandy would have to have twenty kilos on Spider Burton. Easy, easy, yeah. Um, it was yeah. You you'd have to go in with a plan for Sandilands mm. uh, when you when you played against Freo. I remember going to one game where North played Freo. Uh, we're right up on the boundary line. And there was a, a boundary throw-in right in front of us. Yeah. And Toddy Goldstein's a big lad. He's a big lad. But Sandler was just monstering him. Yeah. Like, uh, it's not often you see a ruckman of Goldstein's size get fucking manhandled. Yeah. yeah. And that's what happened. Because uh, Sandler's is an angry-looking motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. I saw him stumble out of a cab drunk one time. Nobody bothered trying to help him up. <laughs> what are you going to do? Out. What yeah. are you going to do? Jeez, it must have taken five fucking minutes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, anyway, uh, the others they've lost. Uh, Kirsten, who I thought you know, was a good um, uh, pick up for them. It didn't ask for much from him, but got uh, got his money's worth. Uh, Ed Langdon, who squeezed out a little bit, and I think he wanted to uh, get back to uh, back to Melbourne. I don't know if he's from Melbourne, but um, great player, and obviously one they would have rather to hang on to. But uh, he yeah. offers a lot of creativity out of the back line. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about Wix. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. 
we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Yeah, yeah. And Brad Hill, who I think spent three seasons at Frio, won a best and fairest over there. And uh, I think Frio got to be happy still with the Hill situation because they got him for fairly cheap. You know, he wanted to go home to WA. You got to play three seasons, best and fairest, like I said. Lots of highlights, improved as a player. And then when they offloaded him, geez, did they cash in. They got plenty, yeah. They bought low and sold high. I mean, fair enough. He's still a loss. Of course he is. On field with loss, but... They get very good value out of that, and you know he's a gain for twenty twenty three or twenty twenty four. Yeah, and I think that's what they've got to look at. Um, geez, if if Ross Lyon actually manages to stick it out until then, yeah. um, he's already sacked. Well, if he had have managed, if to he had have, then, yeah, he would have been looking like a genius. Yeah. but uh, as it is, and but like, and it was well publicised, and it's funny because Brett Hill's done this to two clubs now. He's gone, I want to go. He doesn't hide behind anything. Just, yeah. This is what's going to happen. You know, let's try and do the best thing. So you can tell he must be a likable lad because the club's gone, oh, well, mate, if you have to go, you know, we want you to stay, but we'll do the best for you. But I think everyone appreciates that front-up honesty. Yeah, like, exactly. Mate, I just feel like moving on. Mm. Like, how many of us in our regular jobs have just said that to a boss? Like, I'm gone. Boss, I'm, I'm just, I just want to go somewhere else. Like, you're a decent enough boss. You, you lie if you have to. Um, I'm just going to somewhere else and fuck ton more money. I, I don't. I go. I don't get to resign very often. I have a lot of companies that are very willing to pay me not to work for them. Yeah, in fairness, but, not many people have resigned within three hours of starting a new job. <laughs> yeah, I, I did one. Yeah, you're right. I did. Um, and uh, who else we got there? Uh, oh, Harley Benell. So it, it, this is a very interesting one because. Um, at the end of the day, it's a net loss because he played, I think, three games for them. Yeah, you know, maybe one of them was good. Um, lots of off-field stuff, but they didn't sell the farm to get him either. Yeah, but it's still a net loss, even though that loss is not much. Yeah, yeah, he was like a one of my thirty-leg multis. <laughs> yeah, um, you only put a couple of bucks on it. If it comes up, you're fucking rolling. Yeah, uh, but it didn't. It didn't. Yeah, it, but again, they only got three legs in. It was it was worth the punt though, right? Oh, should you? Yeah. Be like Tigers and Chris Yaron. Hey. Yeah, cost fuck all. Give it a go. Actually, no, you, you gave away a big, big pick for did Chris Yaron. I think it was the first rounder. Oh, that's right, we did two. Yeah, fucking. That's Chris very Yaron. different. Yeah. <laughs> it was similar on the back end, not on the front end. Maybe yeah. that's pointed since Rotten Roberts. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there's quite a lot of um, experience out of the team there, but like we said, they went heavy in the draft this year. So um, the ends are Blake Akers, who's a decent player decent. for I the like Saints. That, actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. A decent yeah. player. That's Take a good some- pickup. Take some pressure off the rest of their supporting cast around uh, five. Yeah, and uh, James Aish, who um, Brisbane Collingwood now over at Frio, so at his third club, yeah. um, still waiting for him to really kick on and be a, a permanent member of the best twenty-two. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he was a bloke who I really disliked for a time, and I can't say why. Yeah, Collingwood. Yeah, um, no, no, it was before he was at Collingwood. I think. No, yeah, yeah. when you, he went to Collingwood, you said it before. Like, I don't like him, and I don't know why I don't like yeah. him. Yeah, but so, it's got to the point now where he's. He's kind of pitiable, and I kind of feel bad for him, which, be fucking worried, lad. Well, because he's not at Collingwood anymore, either. That yeah. does... I mean, that's... Yeah, that well. does. He's at Frio. 
All right, let's have a look at their uh, 2020 draw and their double-ups on West Coast, obviously. Um, they got the Bulldogs, the Saints, Melbourne, and Gold Coast. That's as good as you get. I mean, yeah, that, that's yeah. as good as they could have hoped for. With the Saints, Bulldogs, Melbourne, all teams around the same mark, we think. Although I reckon those other three are going to, well, two of them at least are going to improve um, more than what I expect Frio to. But Gold Coast double-up, that's that's lovely. Thank you. Yep. I think Bulldogs are probably a class above. Um, yep. The but uh, Saints at Melbourne, Frio should be looking at splitting the difference at worst. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they'd hope to be doing better than that. I mean, their Frio's top end talent is better than the top end of those guys. I mean, maybe Bont and, and Fife. You know, when they go against each other, they give each other a very wide berth. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, then, and go pick up their kicks themselves. But then you have guys like you know McRae and um, yeah, yeah. The, they they back deeper, no yeah, doubt. Yeah, they definitely do. All right, who's going to have a big year um, for Frio? And we can probably oh. leave Fife and Walters oh. out of the conversation because oh, fuck. it's expected. That was my, uh, <laughs> well, I mean, my low a, odds multi. <laughs> exactly, they're a given. You don't need to say You know we're going to get out of them. Um, they stay injury-free. They're laughing. So who else from uh, from Frio? Because I've got a few names. Well, major start off with you. <laughs> big Rory Lobb. Um, yeah, totally forgot he was there. Yeah, he, he's uh, obviously not even going to look at Sandilands coming um, over his shoulder this year. Um, not that Sandy played much the last couple that he's yeah. been there, but um, he's getting that age. You know, big fellas take a little bit longer. He's six or seven years in now, um, so it's, it's his time where the body's probably matured. He's used to the uh, the rough and tumble of AFL. Um, he's got a great set of hands on him. Um, he could absolutely rip some games apart, and, yeah. and I reckon um, the. Uh, He's going to really shine this year, and it'll be his year. Yeah, my may even give Fife a run for his money for best of Ferris because you know how best of Ferris voting is going to be a bit funny at different clubs. Screwy. It'll be great to see Tim Kelly. Um, unfortunately, he was not going to be there. Well, he'll play against them twice. Yeah, <laughs> but um, I think Matera actually. Um, Brandon Matera been there a couple of years now. Yeah, he was the second highest goal scorer with thirty. Only he and Walters got over twenty goals for the season. Yep. So. I mean, they need something from him, but they need a lot more others to step up. To. I say, a tall target would be nice, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, that shows you the the two main goal kickers were both you know sub five foot ten. Yeah, yeah, and they combined for seventy goals. Which, if your little brigade's doing that, not bad. Fucking loving life. The problem is that's their big brigade <laughs> yeah. as well. Yeah, um, I'm going with Connor Blakely. Uh, it's the this is his fifth year, I believe, at Frio. Let's go close, yeah. About there, twenty three years old. Uh, showing lots of promise, and now he's got a bit of a supporting cast around to uh, really build a, a proper unit uh, yeah. there. He's midfielder, played played defended defended most of yeah. the year. Well, he was injured for a little bit, but I think now they've got Ace. He can probably take that backline spot. Um, then, yeah, freeze him up to be a multi position player. They have got a lot of players around his like. Yeah. You know, it reminds me actually of North Melbourne a few years ago when they had um, you know, Cunnington and Bastanak and those other players. And you're like, all right, you're all fair to middling players. Who's going to yeah. kick on? Yeah, exactly. And some do. Yeah. Some don't. Um, he's at that stage now. We go, all right, we want you to be, you know, an, an A grader. Yeah. And I'd like him to be able to have that freedom to get out of the back line a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I think with those recruits, it really frees him up to, yeah, show what he can do uh, of, his own, of his own talent. And so they're the big years. Who's in trouble? Who's on the outer to Fremantle this year? Well, I can definitely tell you who's who's fucked. Um, that is Isaiah Butters. Is he still there? <laughs> but I didn't even know they had an Isaiah Butters. I know That's that me. There's a Butters that plays at uh, Port Adelaide. Yeah. Well, you'll find out if you go to the Frio Facebook page and click right. on his... So he's a rookie, is he? Click on his his, uh, his page. It's deleted. 
<laughs> so, right there, I don't know if he's been told yet, but oh. yeah, he's in big trouble. Let's let's start consp- conspiracy theories about that one. Um, I've put Stephen Hill down um, because injuries are starting to catch up to him, yeah. and they're the wrong kind of injuries too, you know, the calf strains and, and that. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure how many games he played last year. Josh, you got it there? Uh, who's that? Stephen Hill. Uh, I do. Yeah. Played 11 yeah. The, the, the number is really what I'm after. Uh, he played three. <laughs> three games, yeah. There you go. Um, and there were talk that he might be um, you know, offloaded, but uh, at the age of 30, and without many uh, runs on the board in that season, being injured so often, um, yeah. it's hard to get value for, for what he means to the side. Well, that's just it. For a, a bloke like him to uproot where he is and everything, you need yeah. to offer him overs if you're the t- acquiring team. But... You're not going to, like, uh, you'll offer a fourth rounder at best. But really, if he has another season where he's only fit for three games, what are you doing? I mean, yeah. you need leaders around the club, but, uh, you know, they they lost a lot of uh, senior players in, in Ballantyne and Sanderlands and uh, and yeah. his younger brother Brad as well. But you've got to ask, you know, where we've got all these young players now. Um, where's the point where it's leadership and where's the point where it's, you know, you, you're just filling a spot on the side, yeah, mate. Yeah. But with Hill, I feel like he's a phenomenal talent, but he's an innate talent. Like what he does, uh, other players can't learn as much as... Uh, a little bit. And that's said about the Indigenous boys a lot too. Well, I mean, say about a lot of players, just yeah. do freaky shit. But um, I, I, don't, I don't really see a lot of his on-field leadership. I mean, it's completely different inside the team. Yeah. Um, well, but right now, even if Hill's fully fit, uh, Walters is the man you're looking for. Oh, of course. But, I mean, yeah. he's going to play more up in the wing um, and try to be that moving the ball through um, to get it up to Walters. But um, regardless of whatever happens, he'll always have that uh, goal against Geelong in the final. Yep. Um, running on, Sandy taps it down to him, takes three bounces and kicks the winner in that final game. Um, I also put Cam McCarthy down is my chopping list because um, obviously a lot of effort to get him over there. Um and I think he's kicked a couple of bags of four or five, but there are times where things are going well. Yeah. And when things are going hard, I don't know if he's had that kind of return. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I agree with that. And, you know, you got Jesse Hogan up there, you got Rory Lobb, and I think they've got a couple of other tools that they're looking, you know, at as, as goal kicking options. Um, your smalls are doing the, the, their work for him. You might go, you know what? You've got value now to get rid of you. Yeah. But the problem is he he sat out an entire year to get home to WA. Yep. I mean, it's either West Coast or nowhere. Yeah, it could be. You, you know, might limit your most, own options. Most valuable waffle players they've got. He kicked, exactly. he kicked five in round one, yep. and they kicked another fourteen over the next uh, how many? Games? Eleven rounds. Yeah. So you're averaging a little more than one a game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, not good enough. Yeah, exactly. Not in not in that team. And it's nice to kick five goals when you win by you know, twenty or whatever it was. Yeah. Um, they won by. 90, almost. 80, yeah, lots. 80 lots. You know, sitting on top of the ladder after round one. Um, all right, so uh, after all that, uh, doom and gloom, where do you see them finishing on the ladder, Josh? Um, I'm actually pretty optimistic. <laughs> pretty optimistic. <laughs> uh, just a quick reminder, picked Port Adelaide for the minor premiers last year. So where have you got them finishing, the, uh, Frio finishing this year? To be fair, the jury's still out on that one. I think there was some steroid abuse in other teams. Um, I've got them finishing fifth. So I think they can uh, pull it all together. So that's uh, up from 13th. That's a big, big jump. Yeah, all they need is to keep everyone in the park. Um, Stephen Hill should pay yeah, 22. I think they need more than that. <laughs> <laughs> I think they need to keep some other players off the park. <laughs> Brenton, where you got to finish? I have them 
finishing a very res- unrespectable 17th, actually. So, so dropping tra- down. Yeah. And it's Longmuir was uh, first year as a coach as well. It's, um, he didn't have a caretaker's role because I think David Hale coached him for round 23 and that was it last oh, year. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Don't really have, have a lot of optimism about the season. Did he apply for the big gig? Hale? Yeah. I don't think so. I don't think they had a hat that could fit him. <laughs> um, yeah, I've got him 13th, which is exactly the same um, as they were this year. We've got them all over the shop. Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, I think we've got them good, bad, and the ugly, as, as Josh said before. Um, I, I, they've lost too much talent, and they I don't think they've um, really bolstered where they need to. They've yeah. gone heavy on youth, yep. obviously, and they've gone really big in the last draft. You, those guys are not going to be... Uh, no, yeah. Know, solid enough all year um, to, to really challenge the finals, yeah. I think. I think I'm just gearing around them not having to play the lockdown Ross Lyon style. It might um, free them up, yeah. Yeah, or I was completely fucking drunk when I did this. And those two are not mutually exclusive. Oh, no. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that'll do us for free, yeah. Good luck. Peace.